Avenue in West Warwick. There's a direct link right there. It's delicious food, a fantastic menu, and they are fully open, ready to go. Rhode Island tradition since 1977, the Coe Inn with the biggest bar in Rhode Island. Well, folks, I mentioned the website to Petro.com because I point out on that that a couple different things here. Now, number one, uh, there's exclusive stories you can get. One is... As much as Senator Sheldon Whitehouse is in the news, and he is getting pounded and rightfully so. Uh, I was out there. I was at Bailey's Beach Club in Newport yesterday. They call it the Sprouting Rock Beach Association, but it's, quote, Bailey's Beach. So Bailey's Beach Club with the yellow door, the, the yellow on the outside, private club, all white club. And he was getting pounded on Fox News this morning. But, uh, folks, you can see uh, inside. I went inside a little bit yesterday. But also, I pointed out on the website, petro.com And, folks, it's, it's usually the norm. The rest of the media is slow to catch up on this. But I want to give credit to Channel 12 had a story back on January 4th that said, now think of this. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is Commerce Secretary, right? She was nominated for the Biden administration to be the Commerce Secretary. And Channel 12, Sandra Whitehouse, by the way, I think she's the third largest shareholders at Bailey's Beach Club. Basically, Sandra Whitehouse, in, in all essence, is like running the Beach Club, in a way, in a, in a, in a sense. Um, but Channel 12 had written, and I have the quote, Rhode Island already has another connection to Biden's transition efforts at the Commerce Department. Dr. Sandra Whitehouse, an environmental expert. Now, again, I don't think she's a medical doctor. I think she's like a Jill Biden type of doctor. The only time you really use that is if you're in a college university setting. She's not a medical doctor. She can't deliver a baby. She can't sew someone up or perform an operation. She's really a Ph.D. But anyhow, and the wife of U.S. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. So Sandra Whitehouse. Now, you watch volunteer member of Biden's agency review team for the department, which houses the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and its sister agencies. So Sheldon Whitehouse keeps saying, well, it's my wife who's really the big member at Bailey's. Well, his wife, Sandra Whitehouse, was on the Biden transition effort. Sandra Whitehouse, by all accounts, she is the one that certainly paved the way for then-Governor Gina Raimondo to become Secretary Raimondo. Now, folks, I'll be the first one to admit, what's bad about this Senator Sheldon Whitehouse story, and it is bad, and listen, Bailey's Beach Club, it is. It's an all-white club. It's a very exclusive club. If you heard last hour, Donna Perry even mentioned, um, she thinks you have to have attended an Ivy League school to even be admitted to a member. It's exclusive, beyond exclusive. It's not even a matter of the money. Of course, it's expensive, but it's more the prestige. There are people that move to Newport that would like to be considered members. But if you're what they consider, quote, new money and they're old money, you don't stand a chance. No matter how much you might try to donate to them, you could be the wealthiest person on Bellevue Avenue, right up the street. You could have the biggest mansion in Newport and... You may not be selected to be part of the club. As a matter of fact, I met this guy who's a billionaire who lives on Bellevue 
and he has snatched up a couple of big properties. I'm not sure, but I'm willing to bet that he he would not get admittance into uh, Bailey's Beach Club. So Senator Whitehouse is being pounded on this in and rightfully so. But what I was going to say is, um, you know, no one wants to admit this. I want to give credit. I mean, I'm not a big fan of a lot of their work, but go local fraud. They put this in play. (coughs) Someone was asking me, what put this suddenly in the news? Well, because I'll give her credit. It's one person from go local for prov that that asked the question and they for their, their credit. Listen, I'll give credit where credit is due. They have been on him on this and they have done stories on it. And. This story is not a good story for the local media of Channel 10, 12, and the Journal, who basically, who have all interviewed Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, and they've all been giving him a free pass on this story. I mean, the facts are the facts. So this is a tough story for local reporters to see rocket because it should have been their story because they have access. The reporter for Go Local Prob, she attended... Uh, a press conference in Newport Friday, and then if you see, he's like walking away from it, and she's asking him questions about it. Now, when he debated, Senator Whitehouse debated Senator Bob Flanders at URI during the 2018 campaign, I wanted to ask him about it, but his people set up a buffer, and then they get him away from there. Now, I hear that that heads are going to roll within his Senator Whitehouse communication department, but Make no mistake, this is one of those stories that the, quote, large mainstream media did not drive it here locally. And notice the way Sheldon Whitehouse is saying, you know, this is really it's right wing that are driving this and blah, blah, blah. Um, But it is all the talk. But what's frightening about this is he's not wrong about it, of who's driving it. But that, to me, just shows. And by the way, this even made the Drudge Report. I mean, that's how big it has become. But I want to play. Fox News was doing a story on it. Uh, No one yet has picked up on the fact that Sandra Whitehouse was instrumental, part of the Biden transition team, in getting Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo to be the Commerce Secretary. So now she's in hiding over this. Raimondo should be asked about it. But, folks, you're starting to notice that. You had a lot of reporters that were at that press conference on Friday. To their credit, one media outlet, who is not a right-wing media outlet, one media outlet asked him about it. Um, And I'll say this. The rest of the media that were there have to question why weren't they asking about this. They should have been asking about this. Listen, it can't be a club. I know it's a club, but it can't be a club. Then you're supposed to cover them. You're supposed to cover them. I don't see, I don't remember the last time I saw a Senator Whitehouse. I don't. Um, I'm trying to, I can't even remember the last time. It, it was way before the pandemic. Um, he, I don't, I don't, I'm not on his list of events to go to. He doesn't have a tremendous number of events, <clears throat> certainly not solo. I don't remember the last time. I don't have access to him. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, go after him, and, and he's not going to do my particular program because they look for safe places to put him. So now this is uh, on Fox News this morning where they're talking about it. Beach Club. The Rhode Island Democrat denied-
Lane reports the club has no minority members, despite appearing to admit just that in an interview last weekend. Let's bring in Chris Bedford, senior editor at The Federalist. Now, this is what he said, that the club's informing that it does, in fact, have diversity of membership. Um, and this All right, is- it's a little soft. I apologize. It's a little soft. I have some better sound uh, on this. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. There's also a lot... Um, there's a lot in play right now with um, the situation with the the uh, uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, DMV. So there's a lot uh, in play. I'm not convinced that Bud Craddock, I, I don't think he's going to make it. I think Governor McKee, who's having a press availability a little bit later, I think he's um, making it known that he's going to uh, he's going to go after um, that he he's not happy with Bud Craddock. I want to get to uh, last night on Laura Ingram. They um, at the very last segment she had somebody on, and again Fox has been all over this, but this is um, discussing uh, Senator Sheldon. White House. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, I know a friend of yours, was cornered by a local reporter over his membership in the Bailey's Beach Club. This is an exclusive, very restricted resort that he has enjoyed for decades. Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club again in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. Yeah, clan meetings are traditions in some parts of the country, too, Laura. Look, this is over the line. White House tried to clean this up today by claiming the club does have diverse membership and that he will no longer be a member. But remember, Laura, his wife is the third largest shareholder in the club. So he won't just be there. He'll share ownership. Yeah, with his wife, who, in fact, is the person who was on... The Biden transition team that basically got Governor Raimondo into commerce. So now that's going to be another shoe to fall. And I don't I think and hope that this is a wake up call for some local media folks that have access to these individuals like that. And we'll start to question them on it. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1219. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, now listen, as you know, it's going to be a hot summer. Make sure you pick up the phone and call R.E. Coogan Heating at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562-R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, residential services from winter to summer, trained technicians provide 100% service one customer at a time, service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, R.E. Coogan. Give them a call today. Now, they're on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Call them today at 732 732- 
65-62-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Folks, as I mentioned, the website has uh, really been blowing up. You'll see some exclusive stories, much like the next one I'm going to tell you about in the um, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Call Mike CP's company today. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. There's a direct link right at the website. S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration, 401-712-2700. And it's S-O-L-E, SoulSourceRestoration.com. 401-712-2700. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. They're the best sole source restoration. Well, I mentioned that you have the tragedy that happened in Warwick. And I went out there yesterday, and it is terrible. When you hear about a 10-year-old girl drowned, and a 10-year-old girl who drowned because seemingly they're unfamiliar with the sandbar. But there's a big part of this story, and I want to give credit to first the Boston Globe. First, they posted accurately about it. Then somehow somebody, folks, this is where the political correctness comes in, and they feel they need to rework it. So yesterday, initially, the Boston Globe posted. There were, um, I want to just, uh, okay. The first thing they posted, and again, I have this on the website, was there are multiple signs warning about the danger of the currents in the sandbar, but the signs are only in English. So a person with DEM said there was a language barrier during Sunday's incident. One sign warns beachgoers the sandbar susceptible to hazardous, fast-moving tides, and another one strong current, strong undertow. But then the Boston Globe said, you know, we're not sure if we like the way, or for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm not going to try to eat in their mind. But I just read to you what they first reported, which is the signs were only in English, and there was a language barrier during the incident. And I can only imagine, as I mentioned, the chaos that was going on. So then when the Boston Globe edited this story a little bit, they put there were no multilingual warning signs at Connecticut Point, which is owned by the city of Warwick. When the pandemic began last year, people were urged to spend time outside. The state's recreation areas began seeing more visitors who did not speak English. That's when the state began to realize multilingual signs are needed. Now, I don't understand why would the state begin to realize that more are needed if, in fact, it's owned by the city of Warwick. So that doesn't make sense to me because, if anything, it should say the city began to realize The multilingual signs. But notice they removed and nowhere, nowhere on Channel 10 or Channel 12 or the rest of the media, nowhere do they put that there was a language barrier. Now, the girl's family was from Providence. From what I understand, they did not speak English. The 35-year-old man who drowned, his family is trying to raise money so he can be buried to ship the body back to Guatemala. He's an illegal from Central Falls. So, and again, I I am in no way disparaging what happened. It it is absolutely terrible and it's sad. But if the state is going to be serious, folks, when, when you announce you're now a sanctuary city and people from other countries can come and so forth... There's a little bit more that goes into it than that. 
Um, and in this particular situation, I think it's fair to say that those people, yeah, you have signs up in English that say that, but those people would have no way of knowing. I mean, that that to me makes it even worse. And I, I was saying that, you know, certain parts of the state, to me, Route 10 is a good example of it, that on Route 10, it's so much under construction and all the signs are in English and there's not even enough signs. I've like gone roundabout on Route 10 and I know Route 10 really well. So, I mean, it's 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 absolutely terrible what's going on. But all this talk, the family who tried the man, family, a man who tried to rescue a drowning girl, he died a hero. Well, nowhere in those stories do they point out the fact that there seemed to be some kind of a language barrier at the scene. Uh, there's there's nothing about that. And 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 my point is, I, I don't know why the media would not have information on that. I don't know why, because to me, it's part of the story. If if part of the story is that there was a language barrier, meaning that crews arrive on the scene and think of the chaos. The girl goes under and then three men go to save her. One is in critical condition. The other one's in the hospital. The other one drowned. So you have four people in the water. The 10-year-old girl, the 35-year-old man who drowned, another man, I think it was her uncle, who's in critical. So th- there's a lot of moving pieces here. There's a lot of moving parts here. But can you only imagine what was happening as they're trying to, you arrive on the scene, you're trying to determine, like, who are we looking for? And you have a, and, and never mind, I'm sure, I mean, the people are totally understandable, are, you know, in, in a panic over the whole thing, as they, as they should be. Um, it's not helping the situation. This business about inclusiveness and they're citizens of Rhode Island. And, you know, now I, I don't know about the driving privileges um, <clears throat> because I think you're going to have more situations like this. You're going to have more. Now, they don't think of things like that, right? They don't think that, okay, so some people like to go there. But we have signs posted that say swim at own risk and that type of thing. Except for the family and the people from Guatemala who can't read the signs. And apparently the family started going there last summer. They used to go to somebody tipped them off about it. They used to go to Scarborough. They're not even from here. Now, again, I feel a young 10. No, I feel terrible. But all this stuff about, you know, prayers and everything else. That, that, that's fine. But you're inviting these people in. And then look, this is some of the, the problems that, that come from it. Um, and only the panic that ensues. I feel terrible for the first responders. That must have been a very tough, confusing situation where they were trying to get a handle on it. And, uh, and you, you have to find translators. And never mind people are emotional. Other people are jumping in the water. You, you can't tell who's who, who's there, who's not. I mean, it, it must have been absolute chaos. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I want to remind you right now at uh, 1228, and I want to appeal, if uh, you're someone who, if you or someone you know was in an auto accident, 
or a motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, it would be great if the insurance company would step forward and say to you, here's what you're entitled to. We're going to compensate you for your injuries, what have you. But it doesn't work that way. That's why you need a fighter. You need Jack Calvino. Call him today, 401-785-9400. Take advantage, free consultation with Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. And the website is fightbackcalljack.com. Fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, you need a fighter. If you, family member, someone close to you was in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, Jack Calvino, 50 years personal experience with personal injury law, 100 years total combined with his staff, fight back. You need the fighter. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. Well, as I mentioned, the uh, website, Dipetro.com, has really been rocketing. And, folks, you can visit the website, uh, Dipetro.com. Don't forget, you can also go in the shop in Dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Experts in locking systems, building security, security cameras, car keys, uh, online at AllstateLock.com. Or call them at 401 349 0042. So I do. I think it's wrong <clears throat> that the rest of the media is hiding the fact that there was clearly a language barrier. And I also, as I noticed, you know, that's interesting how the Boston Globe had the story and then somebody looked at it and said, Yeesh, I don't know if we should be saying that, that the signs were only in English. I don't know if we should be saying that. That there was a language barrier, even though that's being reported that way. So maybe we ought to clean up the article a little bit. And maybe we ought to change that around. And instead of saying the signs are only in English, we'll say that the signs are not multilingual. Um, And it doesn't seem like a big difference. But for the life of me, I don't understand why the rest of the media will not report on that. Because as I said, I think that that is pertinent to the story. Uh, The Globe assigned three people from it. Now, I just want to skim it over again. In a series of drownings, they talk about it. Of course it is. And that picture of a family member praying at the site yesterday, um, it was devastating. And the fact that they, they actually found her not far from where they believe she went under. You know, you just don't know. Uh, that Valentin Cardona Sanchez, his family is trying to raise money to send him back to Guatemala for a, a burial. Sanchez lives in Central Falls, didn't know the girl, so he's there. So he's 35, she's 10. Uh, the cards are very strong, said Dean Hoxie, law enforcement chief of the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management. It's a dangerous place. It really is. Well, if you saw the video, if you haven't seen it, if you log on to Petro.com, I was out there and I was filming exactly how fast those. And it's in the afternoon when suddenly the currents are going both ways and it washes away the sandbar. Now, a big part of this is the last drowning 2013, a 16-year-old boy from Providence was swept off the sandbar. Warning signs were posted there, a man drowned trying to save two children in 1998. So, but a big part of this, the 10-year-old was at the beach with their family when she went missing. The two, two other men who went in the water to save her were rescued, taken to the hospital. 
One of the men was on a breathing tube Sunday. So you have two drowned. The other one's in critical. <clears throat> um, but there's the Globe kind of changed their story a little bit about the multilingual warning. So it doesn't happen that often. And folks, listen, what no one wants to say, I also want to be clear about this. And I'm not in any way, it's 1232, folks, good afternoon. I am not trying to be insensitive. But there's also a huge difference of people who know how to swim and don't know how to swim. There's a big difference because that sandbar, in it falls off. So you're immediately, now, you're not in 10 feet of water, but pretty quickly, just a little bit, you could be in like five or six feet of water pretty quickly from the sandbar. Now, someone could say, well, you know, no one's going to drown in five feet of water unless you're under five feet and you don't know how to swim. A lot of people, a lot of people, if you know how to swim, that area is not a problem. I repeat, if you know how to swim, that area is not a problem because all you would need to do is drift off a little bit or float out a little bit from there. And then it's, I mean, it, it, like I said, it's not like the Flemish cap. It's not, it, it's not like waves are crashing down. It's a little rough. It's not like a pond. It's not a pool. It's not a lake because of the surface. You can't tell how deep it may get. And then there could be people walking. And one minute you're up to your waist and then you go a little bit farther and suddenly you're underneath the water. Now, again, if you know how to swim, it's not a problem. If you have a life preserver, it's not a problem. Um, I, I recognize what a lot of people don't want to mention. And that is when you're near the water, when you're near the water, when you have children around, you have to be cognizant of where they are. How many people listening to me right now at 1234 on this Tuesday, right now, if a child goes, backyard pools are brutal. If you have a child and they're near a pool or a body of water, you have to watch them. I hate to say this, but water is the silent killer. Pools are the silent killer. The worst story, right? The two-year-old, three-year-old, what have you, goes off, falls into the water. Not a sound. If you're not there, they plop in. They don't come back up. They panic. It's, it's so impossible to think about. And it's so unnecessary. And you hear about that, about sometimes every summer, <clears throat> How about the two-year-old that knows how to manipulate the gate to get into the pool area? Go on. You know, between now, I hate to say this, between now and Labor Day, you're going to hear a story that a young child is missing in a house. The family starts looking everywhere, and then their worst fear comes alive. They think, we better check the swimming pool. But the gate was locked, right. But the little child learned how to manipulate it. And open it, or was left open, whatever it may be, or the hot tub, or the, whatever it may be. Water is dangerous. Water is a silent killer. It is. Pools are the worst. 
the ocean, normally you have to go out a little bit, but not in this situation. Because if you're out on the sandbar, you could suddenly be in four feet of water. Now, four feet of water, someone could say, wait a minute, you could stand up in four feet of water. What if you're a little over four feet? And what if you fall and then you're panicking and it's loud and people are laughing and yelling and playing music and doing whatever they're doing and looking around and then suddenly she went missing. There's, it also, if you again, if you go to the website, tepetro.com, that's a deceiving long stretch. There's a lot of different areas. Maybe the kids went down there. Maybe they came back. Maybe they're in front of them. I say this as a parent. It always has to be you're at the beach or you're at a pool, wherever. Someone has to be watching the children. And many times this time of year, um, where they, in fact, can be. You know, there's parties and then everyone goes inside and then people are inside and outside. Folks, a drowning does not take long at all. A young child or person, but mostly a child, being submerged in the water does not take long. And boom, suddenly. And that's it. So horrible. Terrible. But again, I want to repeat. I don't I, I don't understand why. You have all the media outlets, and I will give them credit. One, the Boston Globe prints that Sunday, when this first happened, there was a language barrier at the incident. Why? 10 and 12, here's a channel 12, here's a picture of the girl. Listen, I I don't care what they think. That is part of the story. Why? Because if there hadn't been a language barrier, it may have been easier or faster to discern who they were looking for, where they last were. And I don't know, maybe there could have been a rescue attempt. I don't know. But I do know it should be part of the story. Right. I think it should be that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show at 1238 on this Tuesday is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Now, listen, if you've been thinking of paving, maybe your driveway or patio Letter J, J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, general masonry projects, J. Perry Paving. They offer free estimates, any project. Call them today, 732-1730, 401-732-1730. Listen, why not get your driveway paved? And learn about the benefits of asphalt paving. It's affordable. It's smooth and safe to drive on. It's aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. And most importantly, whatever you're doing right now at 1239 on this Tuesday, drop what you're doing and listen to this. No one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. No one. So whether it's your parents or grandfather or yourself, if you're a veteran, they have the best veterans package no one is going to pave your driveway cheaper nobody than j perry paving call today for a free quote 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving well folks good afternoon it is tuesday it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm i'm anxious to see um there's a couple of stories to watch one is i i think um and i want to give credit to How about this? Channel 12 is reporting that Governor McKee has asked the Rhode Island State Police to get involved 
with an investigation into the property owned where one of those massage parlors was in Cranston, owned by Bud Craddock, the uh, head of the DMV. So, and and what I what what I don't understand in any way is so you're the head, Rhode Island State Police investigating Bud Craddock, DMV administrator's possible ties to sex for pay operation. Now, if that's not a dangerous headline for the former chief of police in Cranston, but Bud Craddock looks forward to an enhanced investigation, says Craddock spokesperson Patty Doyle. Why, in God's name, does the head of the DMV, former chief of police in Cranston, why does he need an outside spokesperson? That makes no sense to me in any way. None. And I do. Again, I want to credit Channel 12 is the one breaking the story here. Governor McKee has directed the state police to investigate with any knowledge or involvement in this uh, sex for pay operation. Now, folks, what this tells me is I am telling you right now, no one else, but this could have gone one of two ways. Governor McKee could say, no, no need. I take him at his word. He says he didn't know about it. That's good enough for me. Move on. Nothing to see here. That didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't happen. No, what is Governor McKee doing instead? <clears throat> He's having the state police investigate exactly what Bud Craddock knew about this massage thing. Now, this tells me you're going to see a new head coming from the Rhode Island DMV. That's what it tells me. Now, I, I, Bud Craddock, I, I think I've dealt with him once. I had no problem with him. Very recently, I renewed my license. I did it online. Never been easier. I have no idea. Uh, I, I think he's made things better at the registry. I'm not sure. I, I know it's, I don't think it's worse. It's a lot better than it was. I mean, the registry's always been problematic. But um, the fact that the state police is going to investigate this, like I said, Governor McKee could have said, nah, no need. But, you know, there's that great scene, folks, at 1242 in Goodfellas, right? When they're trying to decide whether or not they're going to whack somebody. And then the mob boss says, on the other hand, why take the chance? And boom, his, his fate is sealed. It's as simple as that. Yeah, we could let him go. But I think he'd keep his mouth shut. But why take the chance? That's what it comes down to. <clears throat> and that's what I think it is with uh, with this Bud Craddock situation. Um, who knows if another shoe is going to drop? Who knows if once the campaign starts, if, you, if you're Governor McKee and you're going to get rid of the head of the DMV for being the landlord for illegal massage parlors, summertime would be a pretty good time to do it. And summertime would be a pretty good time to do it before the campaign heats up. Um. I think, I think, L- listen to this headline in the Providence Journal's police sex business on Rhode Island DMV chief's property. He said he had no idea that a sex business was operating in the building owns. Well, he can say that. Uh, and now he's saying he's terminating the lease from Zhang Jing He. He's, tend- he's uh, terminating the lease. Listen, the fact is. I, I think, uh, I mean, I smell dead man walking here with Bud Craddock. And again, I don't say that anything against him. I really, I think I've met him before. I have no ill will towards the guy. 
But my experience has been when these things hit that the governor could have said no need to do an investigation. But when you say, yeah, let's have the state police take a deep dive on this. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. I also see and I want to give a, a credit to Channel 12 has a story that the Department of Labor and Training is saying that, um, you know, as the pandemic comes August, September, all these people that are getting all this extra unemployment. Uh, that's why we have the worker shortage that, you know, they're going to have to uh, go back to work. Uh, DLT director, many Rhode Islanders will lose pandemic unemployment benefits come September. I'm telling you right now, I don't believe that. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a movement to keep it going. It's still not safe. People are worried. People are, are afraid of COVID, blah, blah, blah. You, I'm not saying it. There's going to be a big movement to keep that going. Now, folks, when we talk about being healthy, now right now it's 1245. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, we go until two o'clock right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Right now, maybe you're riding on 1090, maybe you're on Menden Road in Cumberland. You could pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her at 305-3585. Inside this wonderful store, which is diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, great local products. Uh, Marie has honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum. She also, you know, I was just reading an article. When I stopped into It's My Health, she has mushrooms. That can be included when you're cooking. Mushrooms. Marie was the one that told me the mushrooms are incredibly healthy for you. I just saw a story yesterday that if you have mushrooms in your diet, that can cut your risk of cancer by up to 50%. And she has all kinds of um, uh, box herbs, teas, spices, and things like uh, mushrooms that could be put into sauce or something that you're cooking. She also has hemp and CBD products. Most importantly, she's local. You can shop local, support a great local business. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie. You can call her at 305-3585. And remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 1247. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, this is the Senator White House cut. It's just a rocket. Speech Club said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. And I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Um, do you have concerns? Concerns in 2021, I mean, obviously it's been four years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club, again, in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. And uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. Thank you. Actually, there's, there's none like them. I mean, there's none like them. Um, it's a long tradition of Rhode Island. You know, as that person said in Laura Ingram, yeah, like the Klan. Um, that, that is, uh, uh, what? That is crazy. 
Um, I'm seeing Ted Nisi's putting out the Bailey's controversy, not stopping Senator Whitehouse from doing another installment of his new weekly speech series. He's going to speak on the floor of the Senate tonight at 625. So, well, that is the ultimate. Um, he just wants to pretend that it's not a problem. By the way, I, um, I also want to play over the weekend. There was a big uh, Pride Fest gathering in Fort Lauderdale. And someone who was gay lost control of their car and drove into the crowd. And this comments, this is the mayor of Fort Lauderdale. And this is so irresponsible, and it took off on social media as the car crashed into a pride parade. And listen to his reaction immediately to the media. Here we go. It's terrible. They're laying on the ground. This is clearly a terrorist act against the LGBT community. This is disgusting. This is, we're fearful of our lives. We don't know what's going on in the rest of the street. It just didn't look like he was here to uh, have a parade. He was here to cause you can see it in his face. You can see when they pulled him, they threw him into the car and, and, and took him away. So because he's white, the mayor was saying you could see it. This is him yesterday. So those were his comments over the weekend. And this is him yesterday. And after, folks, this is the narrative they're pushing, right? White supremacy is the biggest threat in the country. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. I immediately knew that something terrible was happening. My visceral reaction was that we were being attacked. He says he believed the incident was another random attack on the LGBTQ community, and he was worried for the safety of U.S. Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who was nearly hit by the pickup. I regret the fact that I said it was a terrorist attack because we found out that it was not. But I don't regret my feelings. I don't regret that I felt terrorized by someone who plowed through the crowd. Listen, apparently it was an accident by a gay man who wanted to attend the parade. God, these people, folks, I am telling you, I mean, no element of accountability. Excuse me, you're a public official. You're supposed to keep things under control. You're you're supposed to, you know, you, you don't jump in like that. Seeing someone put out a poll. Should Herschel Walker run for the Senate? Uh, Anyone that is putting that does not, hasn't done a deep dive on Herschel Walker. So read a little bit about his beliefs. Read a little bit about anyone saying that is someone that does not understand Exactly. Look at that. And and all these people, 88%. Yes. Yeah. Do a little checking on Herschel Walker. Um, There's no way he would be successful after he is vetted. After he is vetted, I should say. Um, Whoever wants to put that out, feel free to do a little homework on Herschel. By the way, you and I, I've interviewed Herschel Walker. He had a book out several years ago. I interviewed him. He was a phenomenal football player. Unbelievable football player. But as an adult now, some of his views are would not uh, stand up to a campaign. Let's just say that. Some of his views would not stand up to a campaign. 
So, folks, this portion of the program at 1252 on this Tuesday is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supply. Stop in and see our friend John Francis, the Defender of the Faith. Call him at 727-1716. 727-1716. John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Easy to get to. You take the last exit in Rhode Island. It's exit two-way. And you're going to go past the Attleboro train station. And then right at Newport Avenue and Benefit Street, you hang the left. And you're right at Competition Shooting Supplies. Firearms, ammunition. And John Francis also has a great Facebook page. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Call him 727-1716-435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The media, good morning, America. They were going just crazy this morning. And why? Why were they so excited? Because a player has come out, the first openly gay player in the NFL, has made an announcement making league history. The media, they love these stories, absolutely love them. NFL player Carl Nassib, revealing that he is gay, becoming the first active NFL player to come out. Kaylee Hartung joins us now with the latest. Good morning, Kaylee. Good morning, Robin. This is a day many people never thought would come. But now Carl Nassib, in the middle of a three-year, $25 million NFL contract, is speaking his truth. You know, again, um, I, I, I wish no one any, it must be very difficult being in a situation like that. He is also um, making a big donation that to help others that maybe run into problems or feel pressure or any type of, um, um, it, of, of course, he's going to get support. That, that's another area that people have evolved on. Okay. And the fact it is new. Some people would, you know, I, I worked with someone years ago who I was saying in Rhode Island, you're the first openly gay news person. And this person was trying to say, well, I don't know why that's news. I mean, of course it was news. Uh, There's always people like that. Gay in the NFL. That is the story of 2021. That shows how, listen, people are evolving. Uh, 20 years ago, I don't think you'd have a player like this. 10 years ago, I don't know if you'd have a player like this. But but you can't have it both ways. You can't. These are the same people that are embracing the first openly gay NFL player. A lot of the same people will not touch on the fact that Senator Whitehouse is a member of an all-white beach club. And that's wrong because it shouldn't be. You know, Senator Whitehouse yesterday was saying, you know, this is nothing more than some of these, uh, you know, right wing and Fox News. And then he was mentioning me and a talk radio host and blah, blah, blah. But it, it, it shouldn't be that way. When you have someone who's a member of an all-white beach club like Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. And by the way, that is not an, a longtime Rhode Island tradition of having all-white clubs. He's completely wrong on that. But, um, but you can't have it both ways. What he's doing with that is he's trying to intimidate and frame the local media. So if they ask him about it, he then wants to say, what are you? Oh, are you working for, are you working for Fox News now? Why are you... Why are you uh, asking me about this? I didn't realize that you were now working for Fox News because in some local media person's minds, that would be a big negative. But there's a pattern of this. 
You know, there's definitely a pattern where they they give Senator Whitehouse a pass on that type of story, right? Being the member of an all white club, they um, they keep out the fact and they omit st- crucial information that there was a language barrier during the drowning on Saturday. Uh, when you have quote activists that are out protesting on the street, they will leave out the fact that many of them have criminal records because it doesn't match the narrative that they want. The narrative they want are all these tremendous activists are getting out there and is this incredible and they're coming together and they're making a statement. And then I want to point out the fact, the hypocrisy of that many of them are at the same time, they're encouraging children now, right? Don't snitch. Don't talk to the police, which I think is reprehensible. Uh, don't cooperate with police. I think it is absolutely, it's disgraceful that adults telling young people um, not to, don't talk to police. So if you have a young person, like the signs that were out there on Friday, and in the local media stories, they don't even mention it. But then I picked out and saw some footage of it. Can you imagine how irresponsible you have someone who's 15 years old and they are at a mall or they're in school, whatever, and they see someone they know in possession of a handgun and you have adults encouraging them, do not call the police, don't be a snitch, don't say anything. What type of adults would do that? What do you think is going to happen to that person that has the gun? What happened to see something, say something? That is so irresponsible. And they never take responsibility for it, folks. Never. So you you have kids in certain cities and towns that they bring weapons to school. Or they're out on a Friday, Saturday night, and they see people with weapons. And adults now in the community telling them, do not talk to police. Nope, don't be a snitch. This is not ratting on your friend who you're in class And somebody throws a piece of paper and the teacher says, all right, who throw it? I'm not saying then you raise your hand and say, I saw it. It was Harry, you know, or whoever. It was A.A. Ron or it was Balaki or whoever. I'm not saying that you do that. You know, in a situation like that, all right, put your head down. Pretend you were writing and say, I didn't I didn't see who did it. I'm not saying, you know, you'd be a tattletale, but we're talking about something much different. Talk about encouraging uh, children not to cooperate with police. And that's one of the reasons the crime rate is out of control. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's 1259. It's Sean DiPietro. Now, next hour is the Power Hour. As you know, radio only. You can listen to the next hour. It's AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or if you have Alexa, just say Alexa Search WNRI, and you can listen at the website, DePetro.com. Let's do this. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The Power Hour is next. Leave it right here. We'll be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news. Point nine FM, online at WNRI.com.